Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Welcome to Kidney Talk, everyone. Today we're speaking to a very special lady. I've watched her over the years. Um, She's managed kidney disease and a lot of different issues. And I'm just so proud of her, of what she's accomplished. And I'm just so happy to tell her story. Today we're going to be speaking to Jennifer McClung. And I think it's just an honor to speak to you. Uh, Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is just incredible that you invited me to be a part of this. <laughs> well, you know, you're pretty amazing, Jennifer. Has anybody told you that lately? No, it, it does happen sometimes, but yeah, I still, I blush. I'm blushing right now that you're saying it. <laughs> so tell us um, a, a briefly when you were diagnosed and kind of an elevator speech version of your illness. Well, I was 16 and a half when I was diagnosed with kidney failure. While most girls that age are picking out their prom dresses, I was picking out what type of dialysis I wanted to do. I was placed on peritoneal dialysis, and I did that for 14 and a half years until, unfortunately, things went drastically wrong, and I ended up having to go to hemo due to the fact that being on peritoneal for that long, it ended up putting a film all over my intestines. Right. So when they went in, and I actually had a cyst on my ovary, they went in to remove the cyst. They found all of this film on top of my intestines and had to do emergency surgery, exploratory surgery, actually. And they went in and they had to remove all the intestines, clean it all off, make balloon animals, and stick it back in. Wow. And after that, I was unable to go back to peritoneal, so they put me on hemo. And were you a candidate for a transplant, or did that prevent that as well? I was a candidate for a transplant, and actually I had put it on hold because I knew that many people didn't do so well on dialysis, and it's very hard. And so I was like, okay, let's go ahead and, and wait. Well, when I was placed on hemo, I said, you know what, it's time. I need to go for this transplant. <laughs> it's so weird. I relate to you so much because I was on PD for nine years and had to go back to hemo because my catheter, they had to move it and scar tissue, you know, and I was just fine on PD. I mean, I, I got a transplant, but when I went on hemo, I'm like, oh my God, I need to get transplanted. <laughs> Why? Uh, now they're, they're sick of me with giant needles, right? No. I know. I know. It's like, in, you know, PD, you're, you, you know, especially when you're young. I mean, it's harder when you're older, but I, I was able to adapt to it, and, and it worked within my life, and I could eat and drink a little bit more, and when I went on hemo, all that changed, because uh, I had no kidneys, so I can perfectly relate to you. <laughs> That's exactly it. I mean, you're connected to this machine, you're on, in your room, you're at home, life is good. In fact, my brothers and sisters were like, oh, look, didn't get to have time to talk to us. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're on, so am I going? But yeah, when I went to hemo, not only was it harder with the diet and, you know, fluid restrictions, but it started to take a toll on my heart. And so I went and said, let's go ahead and go for the kidney transplant. I go in and start testing and they call me up and they say, Jen, your heart doesn't look so good. We think we're going to need to do a heart and kidney transplant. Wow. 
And I just remember going like, I was actually on dialysis at the time they called me and I just, I didn't know what to do. It's just like, what? You know, the last thing I wanted to do was leave my heart in San Francisco. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's where you were transplanted, huh? <laughs> so you yes. would have to leave your heart to get another heart. Um, yes. So, you know, I want to get more into that, but the real focus of this interview, because this all plays a role, is I want we want to talk about your weight loss journey and when it took place in the timeline of what stage of so when when did you start realizing you were gaining weight and then decided to make a change and then we're going to tell the outcome today um well as you said it was all linked together and so I did end up thankfully not needing the heart but I did get the kidney transplant and after receiving the transplant and the different medications, one of them is the prednisone. And it causes you what I call is predabare. It makes it makes you want to eat a shoe, doesn't it? It makes exactly. you hungry. Exactly. It makes you all of a sudden you are craving everything. My downfall, I liked Hershey Kisses. And so I kept craving them. And I noticed that I was gaining the weight little by little. And I'm just, you know, they're kind of telling me, well, yeah, because you've now just had an you know, your door's open, that you can eat the food and everything. Well, one day I went to my cardiologist, and he looks at my weight, and he says, Jen, you have now crossed the line where you are now obese, and you need to lose the weight because this is not good for your heart. This was after you got transplanted, right? Yes. And and so what happened? Did you get the heart transplant? No. Thankfully, after doing all the tests, I just barely inched by, and they said, your heart is just good enough to be able to handle the kidney transplant. Okay, so then, so that you got the transplant, you, um, and it's very easy to gain weight. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest side effects of a transplant. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, I hate to ask a woman, but how, how much did you weigh when you decided to make a change, and how did you come to that conclusion? I was close to 200 pounds. And how tall are you? Five four. Wow. When I looked it up, yes, I, I did fall under the category of obese. And so when the cardiologist told me this, I remember going home, or actually went to my mom's house, and she had just, it was around Christmas time, actually probably around November even, and she brings home one of my favorite holiday cookies. And she's like, here you go, Jim. Like, they just brought them out. And I'm like, I can't have it. She's like, What's happening? I'm all this. Like, this isn't good. It's not good for my heart. And I just fall apart. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, well. So so you decided to... So so tell us how you... You know, because it's one thing to say you want to lose weight, but what were the steps you took? Well, the first thing I did is... It's the same way I thought about with when being on dialysis is taking charge and saying, okay, this isn't good for my health. I've been blessed with this wonderful gift. The last thing I want to do is hurt it. Right. The transplant, yes. And I went back, I talked to my cardiologist, and I found out that he actually signed a paper that allowed me to go to a gym for free for one month. And said, okay, well, that's the first step. So I went to a gym that's local here called the Lifestyle Center, and it's actually run through the hospital. So I was like, okay, you know, at least I know that they got my back. Right. And I started going and working out and doing little things, you know, what I was able to do. If that meant riding a bike for five minutes, okay. 
walk on the treadmill, you know, maybe 10 minutes. That's where I started was just little, literally baby steps and making, you know, those decisions to better my health. And did you have a favorite exercise that, or did you have the right music or were there any little keys when you went to the gym that, because it is, it's kind of scary when you go to a gym and you're like, oh, all these people are fit and I'm slow. And <laughs> I mean, but um, what did you do to make it entertaining to go? I mean, was it watch TV? What, what was your motivation? For me, when going to the gym, I enjoyed listening to music. You know, I'd always put up an upbeat music or had different podcasts that I would listen to. You know, the TVs, you never could guarantee what was on. And so it was just like, okay, and almost zoning out into my own world. And I think one of my favorite was the elliptical bike at the time. You know, you're just swinging and yeah. And so I could get into that. And so, you know, so here you're going to the gym for the first month. What happened after the first month? Did they extend it or did you buy the membership? How did that work? At that point, I did have to buy the membership. And for me, it was an investment for my health. I knew that I I needed to do this. So I, I did wait. I guess it was around November. So January rolled around and they did do a lot of discounts and sales because Many times people choose to do the, you know, new year, new me. And so you'll see a lot of discounts at that point. And so that's when I went ahead and said, let's go ahead and do this. When did, what, what time frame was this? So um, you made a decision to join the gym when? Uh, that would be, see, if you told me November, I joined around December. And so the first of the year. So we're talking within a couple of months I did, was able to join the gym. I kind of got lucky in that way that they were able to have that deal there at the first of the year. So was it the first of 2023? No. Um, for timeline, um, I believe this was in, two, see, I received my transplant in 2015, and I believe I started going to the gym in 2018. Okay. Because it's dramatic, your your change. Can you tell everybody what you weigh today? They're, they're, we're going to have a picture up um, on our site where you can see it, but you look fantastic. I mean, and I'm, I mean, it's inspiring. So I want to know what the time frame was and how, what other choices you made to look like you could be on the cover of, um, you know, some swimsuit magazine. That's really <laughs> what you could be on the cover of a magazine. And, and I mean, it's, you were on dialysis 19 years, right? 17 and a half. So 2015, you got transplanted. 2018, you started your workout plan. So what else did you involve? Did you do diet? Did you get involved in groups? How did you stay motivated? Well, I did do dieting. And what I found out is, like, you start looking up, like, what do I need to do? What There are, like thousands of different weight loss plans mm-hmm. and you're just like okay no carbs no eat more protein do this and you just go what what am I supposed to do here so I started going like okay let's start simply and it might be like a change in a cereal or if I like pop tarts it started with okay I'll only have one pop tart and then okay I can leave that alone and and slowly making those different changes like the moderation I mean right. I joined Weight Watchers 
I mean, I joined Weight Watchers because I love their point system and how you look at it online and how it educates you. Like you think you're eating something and it's, it's like so you think it's somewhat healthy and it's actually worse than eating a hamburger from a fast food place and just really understanding portions and sizes and little changes Yeah, because you can find things that are satisfying and just don't have the calories. And it's really dangerous because people post these no carb diets. I mean, they they put you in a state of ketosis, which is bad for your kidneys. (laughs) So that's how you lose weight. So that's off the counter for me. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't even think about a keto diet. It's dangerous for uh, people who have kidney disease and it can be even dangerous for people who don't have kidney disease and they just don't know they have kidney disease. So uh, it's really important to do moderation. Correct. And and so you started that in 2018, and just how often did you go to the gym? I would go about three days a week. You know, that it was quite a distance for me. I, I live out more in the country, and so whenever I could get there, I would go. And so an hour here, an hour there. And for days that I didn't go to the gym, I would just move. And so I put on a show, and I would just move. You know, going back and forth, just get that cardio, get your heart rate up and just move. And these little things made a difference from the moderations in food and not telling myself no, just only a little bit and then continue to move. You know, you can do simple things such as you park your car to go shopping, park it in the shopping center and walk to each store and then go back to your car. And those are little things, but they're big things. <laughs> they yeah, end up to yeah. big things, right? Yes. It, it leads to big changes. And I'll tell you the truth. It was kind of funny because I didn't really watch my weight going down. I was just like, okay, let's make these changes. And I'm looking going, oh, this shirt's looking like it's stretching out a bit. <laughs> it's like, um, uh, no, I'm losing the weight. You know, I didn't focus on the weight per se. It was just making those changes to better myself. Right. And is there a snack or something that you are your go-to snacks? Like, you know, I love air popcorn. I mean, so I make that a lot and put some, you know, spray olive oil and a little bit of, uh, but it's a low calorie popcorn because when you buy them out of the bags, they're loaded with calories. So that was a small change I made. Like I can always have popcorn if I want it. I can always have fruit. You know, you, what was, what, what are your changes that you know you can go to for diet well i'll tell you what i do too um the skinny pop i i love that popcorn that is really good and i actually recently went to costco and they had the pre-done bag so they're only 100 calories like boom i can have that and walk away but other things i like things like animal crackers or so and so i do like count out exactly as many as i want and then walk away i i take that and I walk away. So I still get to have it. And I don't take the box or the bag with me. So that way, when this bowl that I have is done, that's it. But I still got to have that snack that I wanted. Right. It's small moderation. I mean, this is we've been, you know, if you put a whole bag of potato chips in front of you, that's why those little small portion bags are good. Um, you know, you, you'll eat the whole bag. I mean, it's just, <laughs> uh, that's what you do because they're, they're made to, they have the, the flavors and stuff where 
you can't just eat just one. <laughs> and and that's I think that's their their whole line. You can't just eat one. <laughs> I mean, and thing. so it's it is. It's just making little changes. I mean, even how you prepare food. How, did you make changes in how you prepared your food? Yes, I started eating at home more. I mean, not only for the diet, but you know when the pandemic happened, we no longer could go out to eat and things. And so I was like, okay, you know, I already learned these techniques to make my own food. So such as buying a chicken thighs, I take off the skin. Mm-hmm. And so that's extra fat that I don't need. And then I use an air fryer. So the air fryer also helps get off the fats and things. And I love my air fryer. I pop those I little too. chicken in there. I mean, it makes the best salmon, guys. I mean, you know, you cut a little piece of salmon. I, I like this skinny brand dressing, like, and it's got some seasoning in it. And I just dip it in it and then stick it in the air fryer. <laughs> um, it's really wonderful. Like, they have, like, a honey glaze or something that's low calorie so you don't get very many calories. And it's, it's like, the best invention ever, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I love this thing. It's just and then now you can get little paper liners for it, so you don't even have to worry about the mess. It's like, whoop, throw that away, and you're done. Exactly. Um, I'm into gadgets, so I want you to be aware of something I've learned. There's a microwave popcorn maker, and you just buy it. It's like 12 bucks on Amazon, and you could put just real popcorn in it. And and you put it in the microwave for two minutes and 45 seconds, and, and it's got to spin. It can't be in the middle. And then I spray it with olive oil and a little bit of butter. It's better than Skinny Pop, and it's cheaper. And I just go pop that in the popcorn. It's, I love this gadget. Um, and I can buy a whole ba- a bottle of popcorn for like four bucks. So um, it's a very inexpensive treat. So let me talk to you about drinks in general. Did you change your what you chose to drink? I mean, you know, I don't drink soda, and if I do, I drink like one diet can of Seven Up every once in a while. But I really stay to water and coffee. I can't live without coffee. <laughs> and uh, but w- w- did your drinking habits change? Yes. So not only was it drinking more water, but they do have flavors for water that you can pour inside there. So if water is like too bland for you, it's like, okay, I have these ones I get at Walmart and they're Skittled flavors and they are of no calories and they taste like Skittles. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to jump in the car after this interview. <laughs> I <laughs> love are, Skittles. Yeah. Those are my weakness. I love Skittles. <laughs> oh, then you would love these and they have the tropical flavors and they have the originals. Uh, they are so good. And for those who do like soda, they do have the zero sugar sodas. Those I didn't care for the diet, to be honest with you. I didn't care for the diet, and so I tried the zero sugar, and I'm like, okay, I want the soda. I like this, but there's also carbonated waters out there, and such as the brand Bubbly. I fell in love with Bubbly, so it had that carbonation and the flavor. So you got to feel like you were drinking a soda, but it was better for you. I never was a fan of Perrier, but as I've gotten older, I love that little bottle of Perrier. I, I, it's just so refreshing to me because of the bubbles and the taste. And 
Um, you know, you could even pour it over some fruit in it, then it's great too. You could make it a, like a cocktail out of it that, um, you know, put some cherries or whatever you want, blueberries, cut up fruit and pour it in your glass and you get a little fruit flavor to it. It's delicious. I know it's, 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 it's challenging because, uh, any processed food, and we just put up on RSN, we put up a food calculator like from the grocery store so you can go and look at any raw ingredient at the, the grocery store. You can find out, you know, the potassium and all the components of what's on it, phosphorus, everything. But everything else has labels. So you got to read labels. That's the reality of it. I mean, um, if you get a chicken, it doesn't have a label. So we have that on our website um, to find out how many calories and everything is in it. Correct. You have to be aware of these things. You're, you have to be aware. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I learned that it takes 21 days. And, and tell us how long it took you to really develop a habit. I mean, research says that it takes 21 days to do something consistently to create a habit. How long did it take you to make this a habit? Yeah, I've read that too. It's like, oh, 21 days to your habit. And it's like, sure. You know, it did take a few months. And as I said, I did it slowly because when you cut it off and you tell yourself no, the whole time you're just going to want it. And then pretty soon you're just like, forget about it. I can't do this. And you give up. So for me, making those slow changes, it did take quite a few months. And, you know, from the start to where I'm at now of how I live my life, I would say it took a good year of making those slow changes and never just telling myself no. It was just okay, a little less here, a little less there. And then you slowly adapt to doing that. Wow, that's that's such incredible advice because if you fall off the wagon, doesn't mean you can't start again the next day. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it happens. And, you know, I struggle too. I mean, you've, you're inspiring me. Um, you're human. You, you know, that, that like you said, if you fall off the wagon, that's just one day. It didn't mean you, you completely give up. You just go, okay, we start today. Right. Again, no worries. Right. No, that's what you do. And um, people have different physical limitations. They have different things. But you just got to get up and make a commitment to it. So you did this for how many years? So when did you re reach the weight you wanted? And what was that weight? For me, what I decided to do was to not so much set like, oh, I want to be exactly this or so. It was putting on the outfits and being able to look at myself and going, I like who I am. I like this. And so now I range between 130, 135. I do give myself oh, also there a little bit because sometimes you might gain weight, you know, through the holiday and then you come back down. But the main thing is that maintaining that weight. Right. It's totally maintaining. That is, that's why you're so smart to not yo-yo diet because so many people, when you yo-yo diet, you know, you gain more weight. <laughs> Um, because you put your body in a starvation mode, then it holds on to everything. I think the biggest point you made today was just make slow changes and be consistent. How did this impact your labs? I, I want to know, because what was your health status change? I definitely allowed all my doctors to know, my transplant team, my cardiologist, and my nephrologist know that I was going to make these changes. 
and they were all on board, you know, they were fully agreed. And so with a transplant, you do have to go and do your labs often. And so I do my labs every two to three months. And I started seeing the changes that overall my health was doing better. Just my labs were looking good. My cholesterol came down. You know, it is still a struggle um, due to the transplant meds, but these changes I made over time have affected me for the better. Well, did your transplant meds change? Did they give you a lower dose? Because a lot of the medications are based on your weight. And that's why it's so important if you're doing a weight loss program to get your labs checked regularly. Because I've heard a couple of times of transplant patients who went on a diet plan, didn't get their blood checked, and lost their kidney because they became nephrotoxic from have, taking too much medication. This is really important, people. You have to do this along with your doctor. So if you tell them you're losing weight, um, they need to be aware of it, and they may change your labs sample dates. I mean, it's, it's because the medications we take to keep our transplant, you know, on the label say they cause kidney failure or kidney problems. So we need to not have too much in our body. Um, did that impact your, your dosage at all? No, actually it did not. But as you said, it's extremely important to let your doctors know that they need to be a part of this with you so they can help. You know, as you said, like some people might be affected that they lose the weight and now these medications are not lining up. Your blood pressure is a big factor. You might need less blood pressure medicine. I mean, you really have to, I mean, work with your doctor when you're doing this. I can't stress that enough. So so you're 135. Uh, what are some of the favorite things you've bought to dress and go out? Like, like, I mean, I see your Facebook page. I mean, it's very fun to watch you because you're kind of a flirt, Jennifer, I want to say. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, but you got some pictures that you look, you look like you're, I mean, you look fantastic. And I'm like, I'm just so proud of your transition because I know that it took a large commitment. I do like the dresses. <laughs> and so I, I, I can't lie. I like the dresses. And I mean, to be honest with you, like, because I started at 16 and a half. I know. I know. It's like you didn't I get to experience get to, that. I know. To have these things. And so now all of a sudden this new world is open to me and I find these cute things and I'm just like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do look cute in them. I'm going to say, I'm like, you rock that dress, girl. I mean, go for it. And and how old are you today? I mean, I'm not trying to put, but just the transition. I mean, it's, and you look fantastic and you're proud of your, your body. Um, and, you know, you have scars. It doesn't matter if we have scars. You just feel good. That's what it is, right? That's it. It's, I am. I'm 42 and proud of it. And, you know, I don't fall into the, you know, oh, because you're this age, you can't wear this or you can't do that. I'm like, why not? Right. No, why not I mean, have fun? That's what life is here for is to have fun and enjoy it. Right. You know, if you're looking at our website page, you're seeing her swimsuit show. You're not only thin, you're fit. And that's from going to the gym, right? You're not, you look fantastic. I mean, I'm, I just want to stress that that took a lot of commitment. Um, even though you said I just did it slowly, it took a large commitment. Yes, it does take the commitment. And to be honest with you, I don't go to the gym anymore. 
I did it for the first few years until the pandemic happened. And once the pandemic happened, it became a huge, not only was the gym closed, but when it reopened, it became a huge risk that I could get sick from someone. Right. And this could be a danger to my health. So I had to figure out, I was like, okay, what can I do? Again, asking myself, like, how do I maintain this? And so I went back to like, all right, if I want to watch a show, I'm going to exercise during it. So I love things like Dancing with the Stars is one of my go-to because the music helps or Mask Singer. I love these shows and it's like, okay, I get into it and just start kind of grooving and moving. And even if it's only 20 minutes at a time because it still affects my heart, I go, okay, I'll do 20 minutes now, 20 minutes later, no worries. No, I mean, it's, uh, it is it is music. When you just put on music you love, I mean, I, I think I mentioned it before, but disco just always gets me going. I mean, it's just a matter of turning it on and, and moving to the beat, right? That's all you got to do is it. just move. That's exactly it. Just, well, it's just disco. It's moving and grooving. So I have a couple more questions just before we wrap up because I think it's important. Did your friends and family provide support? During this process, um, or they were like, just have one piece of cake. It won't hurt you. (laughs) They understood. And so they would see, you know, how much. And they're like, Jen, that won't hurt you. I'm like, no, it won't. But in the long run, I'll have this now and I'll have the other half later. You know, and so they've always been supportive of me. And they understood that's like, okay, you know, that's what you do to maintain your health. You know, and same with my friends. I'm like, well, um can we go to like Subway or something? And, you know, I can pick and choose the better options for me. And the one thing is, I mean, and and this is it, it's not wait to get too hungry, right? Because when you're too hungry, you can't make good choices. It's, it's really hard. And so to know those places that you can go like Subway or I love El Pollo Loco. Um, I don't know if people, but it's like a grilled chicken place. Like, no, it's flame broiled chicken. And so it's it's pretty healthy chicken, but that's a good you know that's a good option. So knowing where those what those are ahead of time really can help you if you're out and about. It's pretty amazing, I guess. To wrap up, maybe give us an example of what you could do before and what you can do now. So my advice would be is that when you decide that you want to lose the weight, that this is going to be a lifestyle change, and that it is something you are going to have to do. For the rest of your life. And so first, start slowly making those changes and it will become big changes overall. And then find what works for you. You know, for me and, you know, my family, as you see the support and everything, they understand this, that if I want that burger, it's like, okay, I'm setting aside a time that I'm going to go and get this burger and fries, and the drink, and just enjoy it. It's not, I don't count as a cheat day or so, it's just, you know, this is what I want to do, and so that's what I'm going to do. And to make it the best, you know, don't just accept, oh, well, this will work, some kind of fast food. Go somewhere where you're going to enjoy it. Right. And so that you can maintain, and you can keep doing this. And it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm on a diet, or I have to. It feels like, oh, okay, you know, no problem. Yeah, I got this. And and I also think it's important, and, and I, I've done some of this, and maybe you can address it, is that, you know, when we're going through crisis, we can be emotional eaters. And, uh, you know, 
you have to be aware if you're an emotional eater and figure out how to curb that, you know, because a lot of people use food when they're depressed to console themselves. And you have to deal with the depression or the sadness to help. You know what I mean? Like you're going on a diet and you're an emotional eater or you're going on a, not a diet. I hate that word. But you know what I'm saying in general. Like you, you have to make sure your emotions are in check, right? How did you keep your emotional emotional well-being to do this? That is very much correct. And as you said, it's being aware that when I'd be having a downtime, I would be asking myself, like, what are you feeling? Are you wanting that just because you you are feeling this? Or is it something like, hey, I want that because, you know, hey, this chocolate sounds good or whatever. And just being aware of your feelings. And, you know, for me, it was like, you know, I've worked this hard to get where I'm at. So what I'm feeling, I don't want to take over what I've done. And so it's like, okay, take a minute. And be okay with, like, I don't feel good right now or I'm feeling upset. I don't need that because that's not going to help. Try and talk to someone, you know, a friend, family member or so. And then maybe just have a little bit of that, whatever you're craving. Support is so important. And, you know, there's so many online groups that offer support, like if you're losing weight and can share. I mean, there's so many ways you can find support if you don't have a friend and or family member or, you know, but you need to find some kind of support, <laughs> right? I mean, that, but, and, yes, and I'm preaching the, the to myself as well. Social media is a blessing. Social media is a blessing in that way that you can find those support groups online. Um, you can even find recipes and such. There's those things out there for you. It's, a blessing to kind of live in this day and age and we have it right there. I, I I found this great recipe that I love because I've been trying, you know, you've inspired me. I've lost about 20 pounds in the last year. That's wonderful. And, and I've been trying, you know, but I've had a lot of surgeries and different things that I've had to deal with that, you know, it's hard. I mean, it's hard when you're not in charge of your food or don't feel like it, but but I've learned a lot about food and just taken a more proactive approach. Uh, but I found um, this great recipe that you just take nonfat uh, uh, yogurt, that's Greek yogurt, and you put some, if you want some cheesecake, you put a little vanilla in it and some f- sugar-free jello <laughs> cheesecake flavor. And you take some frozen blueberries and put them in a bowl and maybe heat them up just a teeny bit. Put that cheesecake on it and put a graham cracker or two. You have the most delicious cheesecake and it's hardly any calories. I mean, and that's, that's what, I mean, you know, just finding these little trips. And I found these all on online, like, like how to to make better choices to use less calories. And Weight Watchers is a great app. There's a lot of different ones that offer solutions, but I I do like Weight Watchers because it uses points and you got to find out what works for you. I had no idea. Um, So I get like 23 points a day, okay? And fruit is free and um, vegetables are free. There's a lot of free things. So I always, popcorn in the microwave is free. But a piece of cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> oh, no. is 76 points. Yep. <laughs> and, and I mean, I just, I mean, that just hit me. Like, 
I mean, it, it, it had to be that black and white for me. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm like, yes. and so that really helped. That's something I've been utilizing and, and seeing the difference in, and it's crazy, but I love cheese. I like cheese on my sandwich. And for whatever reason, Velveeta cheese is the lowest points. And I like just one piece of cheese. I mean, I just want the cheese, you know? And I mean, that curbs me. It's only one point, Velveeta cheese. That's it. And it's so okay it's, to have that. Yeah. I mean, and I, I will put, and it actually makes it, it, it's incredible if you put it on. I mean, you know, it melts well. It looks pretty. It's tasty. It's, you know, it, it, it checks off all the dots for me. So, but just um, understanding I mean, I tried it once. I didn't go this far, but like I could make like a pizza that was like four points, but it involves a lot of work. But, um, you know, I know I have that option and, you know, I still eat a piece of pizza, but it's nice to know there's alternatives um, and to understand the choices you can make and 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 correct them. I mean, I just had no idea some like cheesecake was 76 points. I mean, I that's my whole three days and, and it has a whole system where it can give you extra points. But... You know, it really helped me understand how bad it was. I'm like, oh, it's not bad to have one piece of cheesecake. Well, if I see Until a piece of cheesecake, I, I just have a bite. I take a little bit off, put it on my plate, and take the little fork and take a little bite because the first bite is the best. The other one's like, oh, my God, I'm craving the sugar. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, you but know, there you that's... Go. You got to have it. You still got to enjoy right. that. Right, but it, it's important for me to cut it off of the plate. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's just like exactly what you said, put your portion out before you start. So, and learn different breads and some are higher in calories and there's a lot of little ways you can cut calories and never know that you're changing calories. That's something I've learned. So, um, you know, you just got to do your due diligence and find out what works for you. And I have to say, um, you know, I, I... think you're an inspiration and uh you recently uh joined our toast I, I i belong to toastmasters and you just recently joined um a group that i've been involved with for 30 years it's online and you know y- you are a fabulous speaker too jennifer so i can't wait to see where you go and i want you to know that i recognize the hard work you've taken and the energy and everything you've done to make changes, it's not easy. So you should give yourself a pat on the back. Thank you so much. I mean, your Toastmasters group, just to promote it once again, is like it's really helped me um, just giving me confidence and teaching me so much. So, like, it's, you have a powerful story to tell. And, I mean, I've been sharing my story my whole life, but it's really important we learn how to tell it the best we can, and you are just excelling like nobody else. <laughs> so, I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to encourage you to speak in a contest. That is my goal for this year for you, and I'm going to mentor you to speak in a contest uh, at Toastmasters. I will do it. I, I promise okay? you, I will, and, I'm going to do it. I'm and you're going to be an international winner. Because you can go all the way up in speaking con- competitions all the way to be a world champion. And I think you are going to make it to one of those levels. And and I, I just encourage you because you have an incredible story to tell. Um, uh, but we'll stop there. So if you want to learn more about Toastmasters, you can send an email and we'll show you some information. Um, there's Toastmaster groups all over the country. And it's a wonderful group. And um, I just love the people who are there. So I'm glad you recognize that too. It's a separate little support group, right? <laughs> yes. 
Um, well, thank you so much, Jennifer. I uh, can't wait to uh, hear people's feedback on this podcast and and just continue to wear those lovely outfits. You are a fashionista. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.